It's been a while since I've done one of these podcasts. Welcome to uh, a little Hannah song. I'm your host, William Simo. Very under the weather. <laughs> so spare me the Dylan-esque sound that I have. I'm going to try this to do a full podcast. I've been coughing. If you're in Pennsylvania right now, which is about September 21st, 22nd, um, you're going to have goldenrods, ragweed, everything's in bloom. And as beautiful as they are, they really affect me. Worst of all, absolutely worst of all, because I live around three mountains, is one mountain, it's a week behind the other mountain. Next mountains, two weeks behind that mountain. So as soon as you get over something, you know as soon as you get back, it's going to hit you. It's just like taking a time machine. This whole allergy season is going to last three more weeks. <laughs> and that's what I'm, I'm feeling. So I might take a break like right now and have something just to drink. But I've missed you all. I really have. And I wanted to do a podcast the past few weeks, but I wanted to take a break because I, number one, wanted to see how my book sales were going to get a feel, a vibe for that. And number two, I just, you know, I don't want to always just talk about uh, things from the past, uh, charities and things. I want to do something live and vibrant. Um, Things I've been working on. And, uh, yeah, my book is the first one. It's been doing very well. I want to thank all of you for helping me with it to come from an area like this with Ligonier, Somerset, Bedford, all this history, the Lohanna Gorge, of course. I've lived in all of them. You know, I was born in Somerset. I uh, was a baby in Boswell. My grandparents were from uh, Jennerstown, Somerset. Costa and Sipsville and you know I lived a long time in Ligonier right by the fort and I never took it for granted but I just figured everybody had this kind of stuff around and for me as a writer to be able to in my own way to publish a book like this of my own poetry some of the history of it is pretty neat I, I'm blown away. Right here, I'm sitting right now as I'm saying this. And there's been an old barn owl, big, huge hoot owl, this whole summer. And every time I do a podcast, it comes and it sits and watches me. So, I don't know who that is coming to say hi to me, but uh, I guess I'm supposed to send a shout out right now. So, eh, there's a, my little owl friend here. But, but you have all this. You have all this growing up around here. And, uh, wow, I, I'm, I'm taken aback by all the, the people I've met and these amazing lifetime volunteer researchers and people that do ancestry and history and devote themselves to these different historical societies and different places I've been to. That I put a lot of that into there, subtly into my poetry. I hope... What I can put across on this is my own feelings of where I grew up. 
and how it touches me and my own family history. Okay. I've made it four minutes. Can I do this? But from my from the reception I've gotten, people seem to really like it. And to choose what book I think is my best, I think they're all very important parts of my life. They've helped me get through some serious things, and this one too has. I've gone the past year. I can't really speak about in detail a uh, legal matter that has been very troubling and very upsetting to me as a psychologist and I think writing this book helped me to focus on some of the things that I wanted to focus on the music has I've, I've bought <laughs> three different instruments, the guitars this, this year uh, guitar lately, a few of them, and I'm really getting into having fun with it. Having having the fun with the music. And I really don't know where to start with my thoughts on this, but... You know, I, I've gotten into... Namely, the, the music. Uh, there's an amazing place up in New Alexandria. It's called Spiel's Tavern, and it has the world's museum of uh, cigar box guitars. You go in there, you'll see pictures of B.B. King. A lot of famous, famous people. That being aside, they're musicians. Just because they sold a million records doesn't mean they're better than the guy that's sitting up there the first time he's ever played there. But you get the feeling of what all music's been played in there. Some of these people I grew up listening to. And it's a small, tiny little place that you would never expect this. It's beautiful. I mean, it is like a little gym and people come from thousands of miles away to go there. So I had the opportunity to go there and watch Adam's band play again. And the best way to say about Adam is I, I work with this guy he's this quiet laid-back guy and uh, he <coughs> does a lot of singing so I'm talking to him the one night <coughs> sorry give me a minute this cough is horrible it, it just so anyhow I'm working with a guy the one night He's telling me he wants to play. He's got this band. He's a twin brother. And I don't know what to expect. I've, I've seen the full gamut of people. So I said to him, I said, let me hear some of the stuff you've played. And it was good cover music. I mean, he's written, written a lot of them himself as well. And I, I told him, you know, pursue your dream. Go with it. This is what you want to do with your life. You have the talent. You are an amazing musician amazing guitarist and I'm, I'm gonna tell you something I've seen him play probably three four times in the summer alone and for Adam to play this brother this is probably the best the acoustics in Spiel's Tavern the other day that I saw him play blew me away 
it, it deafened me, but it was beautiful. He's getting the licks he was playing was a sign that he was having fun. I'm seeing this guy I work with in his natural element. This is his God-given talent. And the Bartlett Brothers Band, if you ever see them playing, tell them I said hi, tell them you know me. <laughs> buy, buy him a beer. He likes yingling. He's a good kid. But, uh, you know, you see somebody working a job that they're just getting a paycheck. They love what they're doing, don't get me wrong. But, but to see them with his God-given talent playing in a place like this, it was awe-inspiring to me. And I left there thinking about how many God-given talents people have everywhere that you never hear about. And I was so inspired by him. And I, I've told him before about this book I was writing. And I think we have all have our own separate ways of, of looking at things. I uh, know famous musicians that play every night just the same he's doing. He's got his song set he goes by. That would be very difficult for me. I do poetry readings too, but it'd be very difficult for me. Maybe I'm moody. Maybe, I don't know. I wonder how people like, you know, not, not to bring up people, but Bob Dylan, Willie Nelson, Chris Christopherson. Uh, God, I could go through the, the whole list. Those are three people I can think of. They have their hits. And they're, they're good at them, and they play them, and then they have to throw their new stuff in. But they do this all the time like he is. It, it, would, it would get to a point where I'd get a little tired by it. I'd have to go back to my well of what I've drawn from as a writer. But um, two different genres, you know, playing an instrument. I think you get into a rhythm of a song, and you either... You own the song or it owns you. I've always said that. Either you own the song or it owns you. And you can play any song. Oh, yeah, like Bohemian Rhapsody. A friend of mine just sang that recently. I was listening to it, and uh, she's wonderful at it. But when you find that balance between knowing the song, being able to sing it to where it becomes your song, a part of you, you're tapping into something very important on it. And I don't know if I could do that. Adam is very good at it. It's a God-given gift. God bless the kid. God bless Chris, Willie, uh, Dylan, all, all of them that do it. Okay. Me as a writer, I, I need my me time. And uh, wow, you know... Even people like Jen Wirtz, who's another amazing songwriter, I, I don't even want to get into how amazing she is, playing that Red Rooster guitar. You know, uh, Valerie, uh, the girl I knew that passed away, her brother-in-law makes these guitars. And you see the whole rhythm, all the people it takes to make a song. An album. Oh, my God. What an amazing process that you don't get when you listen to just the song. I'm feeling all that, right? When I hear these people play, and I've known them and seen them, I'm feeling all this, and I'm just... 
blown away by the fun they're having. And having having fun is the point. There is the point that you're writing something or singing something that people, hopefully, if you're good, will be inspired by listening to for the next hundred years, if you're really good. Uh, but, <laughs> you know, having the fun with it is, is really what you're, you're talking about life. You're getting to the heart of what life is about. Adam the other night at Spills Tavern got to the heart of what life is about. This quiet, mild-mannered dude I've known for years is up there playing the guitar with his brother and his band, and he's so into it that he's, he's more of a total extrovert. He's feeling these songs. And I said to him that night, I said, you really, that's probably your best performance I've ever seen you do. A really amazing guy. I, I enjoyed that. And those those small-time indie writers and songwriters, as well as the big ones, I mean, they've got a big message on the meaning of life. <laughs> Either that or my uh, cold medicine's kicking in. I don't know which. But... Anyhow, so I had an amazing thing beyond that happen to me. It came full circle this week. I had this guy asking me about these documents that I had found. And I'm, I'm big in the genealogy. I just showed a friend of mine that's a, well, I say friend, acquaintance, okay. It's not like we have lunch. <laughs> but an acquaintance of mine that I have a lot of respect for, that they are related to Taylor Swift today. So I've done a lot of research on genealogy. But I had this guy contact me about a document. But I'll, I'll admit at first I apologize to the guy. I was a little, little backward to him. The reason being... I had documentation and research I'd spent at least 20 years on on another side of my family, my grandmother's grandmother, and somebody got a hold of the database somehow and just deleted everything. And thankfully it had, I had a backup, <laughs> okay? I had actual documents to back things up, so I had to go redo the whole thing took three days and after that I just didn't want to talk to anybody I'm, I'm pretty sure it, it's an overwhelming thing that people run into I don't care if you're a celebrity I don't care if you're doing research or what there comes a point in time <laughs> unfortunately when you have more people talking to you than you can answer and it's not a bad thing. It's a good thing, okay? But, you know, I, I just couldn't give that level of an answer to this guy. And I said to him, I said, hey, you know, I posted what I have online. And I put the other things in the historical society, which was I went to this... Uh, there's a place I can get things that are used. I wanted a cigar box. It was a nice cigar box. And my, my intention was I wanted to make a cigar box guitar out of it, okay? 
So I wasn't even thinking about history or genealogy or any of that. I bought this cigar box and I'm out camping. So I had it in my car and I'm sitting there in front of the fire. <laughs> God forgive me, okay? I was tempted to just take these it was full of documents, just toss them in the fire and say, you know, what what garbage did I just buy? This is just, you know, envelopes and and I thought, well, I better look through this before I just toss it in because it could be something important. It could be, again, I apologize, money in there. <clears throat> what it was was a, about 30 deeds, indentures, maps of the history of Bedford County, Pennsylvania. Namely, the Tolls Hill uh, Covered Bridge which now intersects the interstate. And it had the map of when they put the interstate in, the turnpike, whatever you want to call it, Route 76. They had to buy some of this land. So I'm looking through these documents. There were three sets. One set was for another county farther out east that I sent them to. The other one was about people not paying their taxes. I didn't understand the gist of it. But there were tax receipts. And the other one was about this covered bridge. And it went through the documentation through history, usually in typewriter typed up uh, documentation of ownership of deeds back to 1850s. And I came across this one from 1853 or 1856, I forget which, but it was a Mary Hinton Gordon document. And this document I put up there with the document I found in the wall of my grandmother's house, my, my cousin found in the wall of my grandmother's house, that got me back into using fountain pens. I really loved the way the ink flowed. And I, I sat there looking at how I draw with, write with a, uh, gel pen or a fountain or a felt tip pen. I thought, you know, I'm signing these books. I'm doing all my writing by hand. But wow, in the old days, look how the ink flowed. Look how look how the penmanship was. And I sat there and I thought to myself, well, you know, you haven't really written in cursive other than your name in probably fifteen years. You're typing on a computer, you're writing in print, you're losing it, buddy. You're losing all that ability that your teachers spent years making sure you knew how to do. And if you didn't get it right, they'd take a ruler and wrap you across the knuckles with it. So, I uh, got into doing using a fountain pen. I use them now. Not exclusively, but it's kind of like driving a car. You got your automatic, but sometimes you so say to yourself, damn, that standard I had more control over it, you know. These are things most people wouldn't even care about. But me as a writer, I think about them. I enjoy them. So I found these documents, and this one, this blue one, the original one this Mary Kenton had, was written on a very beautiful old blue paper from the 1850s. And I looked at it, and I wanted to keep it. <laughs> I, I was going to document them all, and I left that one last, and I'm sitting there looking at it, and I said, you know, 
how selfish of me. I am. I think this writing is so beautiful. I would just love to keep it just to, just to have a copy of the way the letters are formed to to practice my own writing. If I could ever write like this, and these people didn't even use a fountain pen; they used an inkwell with iron ink. Okay, so I. But I, what I did is I thought, well, I can't. I don't want to keep it. This is awfully rude to me. Somebody got rid of this document, but it means something. Somewhere, somebody has some relationship to somebody that they uh, are related to. And I made a photocopy of it, and then I scanned it in, and I made a uh, transcript of what it said. And it was an indenture, of course. So this document that I was just blown away by the beauty of it. Just stupid little land deed that, you know, to me meant nothing. I looked it up and I looked up the family and I, I saw what the, the who they were. They're in Bedford, the, the father had died here, and the mother moved out to Black Hawk, Iowa, which was like my family did. I have a great 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 grandmother that is buried here and her husband's buried in Black Hawk, Iowa kind of the opposite flipped and I took all these documents and I contacted the Bedford Historical Society and I said hey you know I really want to donate these I'll be out and I picked a date and I went and I signed a paper because some of them I, I from what I understand John Adams signature was on one of the documents they were that old uh, so I donated him, got him in my hands. But I scanned him in and put him on his file. Well, apparently what happened, through talking to this guy, and I didn't understand totally what he was asking me. He mentioned about a family Bible, he mentioned different things, and I, uh, I said, hey, I don't know what you're talking about. And after, after like two or three messages, I'm sorry about this, I got a little... I got to thinking, you know, why am I saying the same thing over and over again, and I'm, I don't know what, what this guy wants. Uh, he gave me his phone number, I went to call it. <laughs> this, is, this is classic for me. He gave me his phone number, I went to call it, and I'd written it down wrong. So I kept getting this internet buzz. Reminds me of a time I had a girlfriend in South Carolina. And I kept trying to call her number, and I wrote it down wrong. Because I was traveling, I was on the road, and I was getting some guy's pager. So whoever that guy was probably got 30 calls from me. You know, like, why am I not, why isn't this working? So I kind of gave up until the guy told me the story about it. He contacted me and he said, you know, I called the Historical Society. They don't know what I was talking about. Of course, he didn't have my name either. And I said, well, why, why are you looking at this document? You're trying to just nitpick and say, hey, people will get upset if you have certain information. He said, no, he was here. The guy that was in the deed had a farm. He had a bunch of kids, and two of them went off to fight in the Civil War. And this man, being a farmer, got upset and totally wrote his kids, these two sons of his that fought in the Civil War, out of their inheritance. And this guy's doing research. His wife is a descendant of theirs. And he wants to find out for me 
what it says. He needs a copy of it for documentation for the Daughters of American Revolution. And, and I had those scans, so I said, okay. And I called Bedford, and they're, they're, they're a great place. It's a, that's probably the best. Bedford and Berlin are two of the best historical societies you'll ever come across. But the staffing is usually volunteer, and unless you get the woman that usually maintains it, they're, they're, you're going to have to go up there yourself and look for it. But I had a copy of the document, and I gave it to the guy, and hopefully I've solved this this question that's been going on for 150 years. You never know where you're going to be at when you come across something like that. Genealogy and history, a small little thing, a piece of paper, you see something old, don't throw it out. And it can, it can become overwhelming because there's people I know that have bought things from estate sales and they have tractor trailer loads full of paper and almanacs and you, you name it. But the handwritten stuff, I always go, wow, you know, somebody took time to write this way back in the day. I'm glad I kept it. I'm, I'm glad I kept a copy I did for myself. I'm glad I donated it. I, I felt something in that document, you know, I felt that there was a need for it. Giving voice, again going full circle here, be it the music, be it the writing that I, I just did in this book I wrote. And in that book, believe it or not, in the intro, I put a lot of historical information in there about my family that most people don't even know and has never been written down or if it has it's such a rare book to find you can't find it the whole gamut of this area wow you know there's so much that you have within you of your ancestors and the people that were here that's what I wanted to capture with this book I wanted to capture the love of what I was doing, the music, the writing. I wanted to capture the love of the area, the people I've met, the things that I've came across that just touch me, the lives of people that lived way before I was ever born. Like this document that was handwritten, the woman was born in the 1700s, and I'm, I'm sitting there in front of the fire, like I said, out camping. Almost burn it, you know? I must burn it. <laughs> Hopefully, the future generations have the same love for history and knowledge that I've been lucky to have taught to me by my father, who was a coal miner, by my grandfather, that was a coal miner, that was you know, the 40s, man, you're talking, that is Somerset County, one of the main families. I've been lucky to be able to show, be shown the appreciation of what I have, who I am, my ancestors, this whole valley, and to write about it is a daunting task for this book I've written. It's like trying to write what's the meaning of life you know to me the meaning of life around here is the things I've been lucky to see 
And every time somebody comes around here, I always want to show them these things. The history. Because it's still alive, you know. It's a beautiful thing. So I want to th thank everybody that found these very concepts and very thoughts in my book. I hope you drew that from it and just didn't see the poetry. I said it before, I hope it makes you want to go visit a museum of your own local history. It's very wonderful. Speaking of which, there are two festivals coming up. Well, actually three. And October, I want everybody to think about. First of all, Fort Ligonier Days. You know, I grew up in Ligonier. Fort Ligonier Days to me is the, the greatest festival, if you're looking at Artesians, that there is in the area. There's more history. You can visit the fort. You can see it recreated the battle of Fort Ligonier. You, you can see Ligonier at its prime. You can go any other time the rest of the year, and you, you'll find people will tell you stories and tell you the history. But if you really want to feel Ligonier like Ligonier, like I knew as a kid, you're going to visit Ligonier. You're going to see the new diamond. You're going to go and get yourself a Philly cheesecake, cheese steak, or better yet, uh, <laughs> fried dough, you know, the fountain cake, the funnel cakes, the fountain soda. You're going to walk the streets. You're going to, you're going to look at these old buildings, and you're going to have fun. That's coming up. <coughs> Sorry. Second of all, Springs, PA, down near Maryland. That's another great place. Springs Folk Festival. Go down to Springs. Unfortunately, all these happen at the same time, so you're not going to do it all once. But Springs Folk Festival has, again, bluegrass music. The best bluegrass music you'll ever want to hear. And I don't just say that because my cousin plays that stuff and is a part of it. I say because it's, again, the history of my family. Uh, <laughs> go to Springs. Take the day. You will see crafts that are handmade, Amish-made, that are more beautiful than anything your little heart has ever desired. <laughs> No, they are. They're, they're some amazing craftsmen. I know many of the people. I always see Dave and Darlene Terizzi from Sunnyside Wolves from Oakland, Maryland. They Dave is a minister, and I have to think of him when I mention Springs because I'd see this guy everywhere, and he'd give me a big hug and call me brother. And I made a basket for the guy because he liked the stuff I make. And he asked me about the poetry I write. So I gave him a couple copies of my more spiritual writing. And he used it in his church. And that, that still just, it just touches me because I've always seen the divinity in this guy. And I love going there just to see him. There's times I will pay just to see Dave and Darlene. Then I'll, then I'll put in the bluegrass music. Then I want to tell you, if you got the time, go in their museum. There's a Gobe Bible in there. One of the first Bibles printed west of the Alleghenies. 
you can stand within four feet of it. You can see old wagons. It, it, it's it, it it'll it'll blow your mind. Okay, it'll really blow your mind. Take time for that. Springs Folk Festival. Third, this is the one I'm going to this year. I'll be out camping. It's in Bedford. If you want to see me, I'll be there. Um, Bedford Foliage Fall Foliage Festival. Bedford Fall Foliage Festival. Okay, I got it right. These things are like a tongue twister. I tell you, I, I go there. They they shut Bedford down, and they have <coughs> they have the sorry. Give me a second. They have the fort there, just like Ligonier. You can go. It's the same time period. Fort Bedford, you can see the only surviving flag from the 1750s. This flag flew when George Washington, before the Revolutionary War, was there. Again, get yourself a funnel cake. Get yourself something good. Go down below the fort. There's a little section. There's music. There's this type of Ukrainian bread they make that is cinnamon. They make it on a wooden rod and they put it in the fire and cook it. And it's oh my god, it, it is to die, it is to die for. And I got to give a shout out to these two ladies I know here. They're uh, a great married couple, uh, Amanda Alt and uh, I can see her name but I can't pronounce it. It's uh, Laurel? <laughs> yeah, I didn't forget yet. Laurel of the Evergreens. Don't be there playing. And, you know, I first started going there and I heard, heard this girl sing. And I was like, wow. <laughs> what a wonderful voice. Her and her wife playing. And they're good. They're good. You see them playing by their album take it home, throw it in your car, they'll cover some hits I wish that were on the album. Great people. Uh, the Bedford Fall Foliage Festival. There's going to be a lot of other stuff there too. October in Pennsylvania is the time of festivals. Although I prefer summer. Summer is my time. I'm more of the beach guy sitting there with sunglasses on, you know. October will always be to me the time the leaves change. My grandfather would say, hey, Bubba, call me Bubba. We go for a walk in the woods here, go down and walk around, and we go to these different uh, farm shows and these festivals. And, and my grandfather was a coal miner, but he was also a farmer. So I'd get around all these animals and these fall colors and To me, it brings back a lot of memories. A lot of memories. And I encourage everybody, these three festivals, Fort Ligonier Days, Springs Folk Festival, Folk Music, man, it, it is bluegrass at its best. And the Bedford Fall Foliage Festival. One, you have history. One, you had good music, local history for that area. The other one, you have the same history as Ligonier, but... It's a little different because it's uh, 
Bedford's just a little different, different in a good way. It has more of the uh, music. Take your kids, take your wife, your husband, whatever. Have fun. Do it. This only comes around once a year. I always take advantage of it. I always have fun. And if I see you all there and you have a copy of my book, I'll be glad to sign it for you. Just ask me. Okay? So I want to thank you. I made it this. I made it through the podcast here. You know, I'm uh, starting to really feel under the weather here. Don't mind me. But I didn't want to neglect all of you from my nasal Bob Dylan sound here. Tangling up in blue. <laughs> all right. Thank you all for uh, listening to me rant. And get out for these festivals. Buy my book, Laurel Highlands Poets, Lohanna Song. And thank you for your time. Thank you and God bless.